0: a service of Salem Media Group.
3: With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Former President George
2: H.W. Bush has died at the age of 94 at his home in Houston, Texas. He lived a rich and productive life. We get more details from Correspondent. Sagar McGonaghy.
4: I've been privileged to hold a number of high-level posts over the years.
0: From the Pacific during World War II and the Texas oil fields to Congress and here at the White House.
5: George Bush 41 came into office, was one of the most golden resumes of, of any president.
0: But presidential historian Barbara Perry says Bush may be most remembered for his decency, saying he was nicknamed half-half Bush as a kid.
5: Because if he was given something, he'd give half to a sibling or half to a friend.
0: His own definition of public service?
6: Helping others and sacrificing and contributing to causes bigger than yourself. And that report from correspondent Sagar Magani. This is SRN News.
0: 800-671-7070. That's eight hundred six seven one seventy seventy. Eight hundred six seven one seventy seventy or go to selectquote.com. This is a paid endorsement. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials, not available in all states. Tune in and turn it up because Think Realty Radio with Obi Golhar is here for you. Every weekday, Obi informs listeners around the country on everything real estate, market news, investment methods, and most importantly, succeeding in the business. Obi shares his strategies with listeners every show. Don't miss out. The tip that could help you the most might be on the next show. Get into a real estate of mind with Think Realty Radio. Weekday afternoons at 2 on Business 1440, Twin Cities Business Radio. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on that bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say you've got mail. Well, thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in.
5: Alexa, play Business Radio 1440.
0: Throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite Business Fourteen Forty hosts and shows with Alexa and Amazon Echo.
3: Welcome back, King Daniels Show, Business Fourteen Forty. Second hour today show six five one two eight nine four four seven seven six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. Is the economy doing well enough to take a few more rate increases? My view is yes. I still I still don't see I, I don't yet see a recession coming in twenty in in at least in the first half of twenty nineteen. I don't see it uh i don't i don't necessarily even see one in the second half of 2019 at this moment but my my view is always a little gets my crystal ball doesn't see that far down the road i tell people i'm a pretty good 4 to 6 month forecaster i'm really i really think i'm not a good forecaster past 6 months but i don't think anybody else is either um, and I'm fortunate to actually have a job where I get to do a forecast every three months, so I have a chance to, I have a chance to revise and keep pushing the window out uh, from time from time to time. Uh, before I jump into what's happening at the G20, I have to comment on a story that got emailed to me uh, by listener Matt um, this uh, um, over during the week, and this is one of those things where where you, this is just kind of madness to me um the title of this piece and this was on uh, cbs's uh, money watch uh website on wednesday um was the um, women earn less than half of men's income now when i was growing up and i don't know how old matt is but um matt might 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 have seen one of these there used to be these in the 70s i you'd see um Um, women walking around with these buttons, um, um, that would, that just had 59 cents on them. And, and the meaning of them was that, was that at that time in the late seventies, women were earning 59 cents, uh, for every dollar that a man was earning on a job. And, and so, and so this was a statement about pay equity. Okay, fine. <laughs> and there are there are some but there are some reasons for that, but that, that reduce but do not eliminate the differences in wages that are received by men and women. Some of this is due to the choices they make in terms of what types of jobs they want. Now, I'll tell you a story from another part of the world. When I went to, I mentioned during the first hour when we were talking about about uh, the death of George H. W. Bush, um, that I spent years over in Eastern Europe in the in the former Soviet Union doing some work. Uh, usually in the summer, I would be here and during the school year, and then I'd go I'd go over and work on a project someplace and during the summer there. And that was how I spent a fair amount of the nineties after the fall of the Soviet Union in at the end of nineteen ninety one, uh, and when i was when i was uh doing that i spent most of my time in central banks in, in around eastern europe and and the former soviet union many of those in the former soviet union were brand new banks now what was interesting about that was when i would go into those banks most of the people i worked with not at the
2: governors level But the people that ran all of
3: the departments were almost entirely women. Because in Soviet times, finance was considered a not glamorous job, not the thing you're supposed to do. See, if you were, if you were the great Soviet citizen and were male, the expectation was that you would go into engineering. Because the Soviets believed that there was a technocratic solution to everything. And that all they needed was better calculations and better calculators, and they would figure out how to achieve the golden Soviet state. Um, and, and, and socialism as the final achievement. That finance was women's work, and they were sent there. But some of these choices get made by. By women themselves. They choose to go into certain career paths. Men choose to go into certain career paths. Now certainly over the last 40 years. The types of things we tell. Our young. Our, our boys and girls. Is that. These jobs can be done by anyone. Okay. I have. I have a. I have a daughter who has benefited greatly from. Attempts to increase the number of women in STEM fields. She had. She had scholarship to go to college she's been she's been supported financially in her graduate work she's working on a doctorate in mathematics and she is in fact being supported in part because there are not that many women in that field and there's a desire to get balance there that 59 cent button that was worn by 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 feminists in the late 1970s has been replaced by a button that if you were to wear that button now and you wanted the right number on it, it'd probably be 80. However, that's not enough for some folks. So thanks to Matt, I get to read this story, okay, um, from uh, a MacArthur Genius Grant recipient named uh, Heidi Hartman, who is president of the Institute for Women's Policy Research that the studies leave out part-time workers and people who have taken time off from work which is more common for women than men so what they did was they this what what this genius has done has been has been to in essence move the goalpost from what do you get paid for an hour of work to what do you earn over a lifetime But, of course, your earnings over a lifetime aren't just cash earnings. If all you want to portray in this is cash, you're actually missing the boat of the value of unpaid work. You are missing the value of... You are missing the value of... of raising a child, of... Being having someone home with your children and improving the opportunities for them, because that's not measured in dollars. Uh, Heidi Hartman doesn't see it, doesn't measure it, and seems to discount it to zero. That strikes me as 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 not not. Very genius of her. Okay. So this study looks at the number of people who are in part-time jobs who might have worked full-time but then left the jobs because of layoffs or family obligations. Because of layoffs or family obligations. Or who have returned to school or gone into training. Now, if you went back Forty years ago versus today, where I work in a university. If you went back 40, 50 years ago, the number of men in college was greater than the number of women in college. That's reversed today, to where it's the share of the share of our our student body that is female. Depends which campus you're at, and, it, it mean, and but if you have a campus that has been co-ed for a su- sufficient length of time, chances are the share of your students that are female are above 50%, significantly above 50%, 55, 57. Here at St. Cloud State, I think we're actually at 58 this year. That's treated as a negative rather than as a positive. That's being treated as a negative. It is unclear to me. I've tried to read the study. I haven't had as much time as I would have liked to, but I would have liked to have actually sat, dug into the study. But the the study just it, it says if you stepped out of out of the workplace and went to school to train to get a better job, you the cost of you stepping away is going to be charged from your from your, uh, uh, lifetime earnings. Well, but what about the benefit? Wasn't the benefit greater than the cost? Didn't these, didn't these young men and increasingly young women make a rational choice in deciding where to work, whether or not to stay in the workplace or go get additional training? Didn't these men and women make rational choices in choosing whether or not to work or to stay at home and raise children. And there is no evidence that in the Great Recession, since she measures between 2001 and 2015, the evidence is actually, I mean, she kind of dinged herself. If she's actually looking at layoffs, the layoff of men during the Great Recession was actually greater than the the layoff of women during the Great Recession. It's unclear how that's supporting her view. I would just say I I would just I would just say that this is a this is a very different uh this is a very different study that I think actually confuses rational choices. It does not say what you typically want to say when you do a study like this, which is I want to take, a, I want to take a, a man and a woman with the same level of education, same level of experience, and the same amount of time on a job, not same amount of time on a job, and the same likelihood that they will continue in the job, and examine whether or not they'll earn the same income. She's saying that's not, that's not supposed to happen. Go to sports. Take two players who are able to score at the same rate, whatever sport they're playing in. It doesn't matter which sport I'm talking about. If one of them has a 25% chance of being off the field or off the ice um, due to injury and the other one has a a 5% chance of that happening, there's a pretty good chance the player that has the 5% chance will earn more income will be better paid because because you are more certain that the investment you make in giving capital to that worker to produce what they produce, you are more certain that you will get a return on that investment. If I choose to put training time into one of my staff members to get them to be more efficient at their jobs part of my calculation of whether or not to make that investment in their training is what is the length of time over which i expect to receive a return on that investment have you ever wondered why in football there are no there are no farm teams because the length of time that you're going to get a return on that farm team is you know in terms of how long they're going to be playing for you is pretty short in football as opposed to baseball where Players typically, have long you know good players can play fifteen twenty years. A good player in uh, take a running back right in football. Running back in football has a has an effective life as a professional football player of about seven to eight years. Not enough time to capture the return on investing in training that person in a farm system where the cost of developing that player is more than you are going to get for having them play uh, a, a AAA football game in Fargo. Just picking on you, Fargo. Pay is a function of lots of things, and these types of studies make me crazy. <laughs> okay? These types of studies just make me crazy. Matt, thank you for sending it to me. Uh, I, I I enjoyed riffing on it a little bit. Uh, we'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440.
7: the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts wow11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's wow 11 to 88988. Message and data rates may apply.
6: Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real hair back permanently check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts star one to eight five eight five zero dude you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment people all over the country trust bosley because they're ahead of the curve they use the latest technology to give you your real hair back and the best part bosley's permanent solution is protected by the bosley guarantee Let them show you, for free, how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text STAR11 to 85850. Ask about the Bosley Guarantee. S-T-A-R-11 to 85850.
5: Standard Heating and Air Conditioning knows the holidays are a time for lists. There's shopping lists, grocery lists, guest lists, good and naughty lists. But don't forget about the most important list of all. Standard's 24-point checklist that comes with their furnace tune-up. It makes sure your furnace is running in tip-top shape. And during December, you can get this tune-up for $25 off. Standard Heating's nate certified professionals will make sure your furnace is clean and working at peak performance. Most manufacturers recommend regular maintenance like this. Not only will you save $25 on the tune-up, a properly working furnace will also help you save on winter energy bills. And who doesn't like a little extra money around the holidays? So put a furnace tune-up at the top of your to-do list. Learn more about saving $25 on their professional furnace tune-up and all their other year-end deals today at standardheating.com patriot. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, comfort you deserve.
3: Welcome back, King Daniel Show, Business 1440. So, G20 winds up, the the meetings wind up this afternoon down in Buenos Aires. Um, It has been uh, an eventful piece. Uh, That was um, because uh, Mohammed uh, bin Salman, uh, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, has apparently been doing sort of a tour, high-fiving. There's a picture of him. Semi high fiving uh, Vladimir Putin. There is apparently a um, an agreement been signed that has been signed between uh, between Bin Salman and uh, uh, President Xi. I think all to sort of put uh, pressure back on on uh, uh, the U.S. and the West. Um, uh, I find these meetings to be uh, not not very not very attractive events. I mean, the reason you have G twenty is to actually create uh, some trade deals. So, one trade deal that we hope is going to happen, just as we had yesterday, the USMCA officially signed by Mexico, Canada, and the United States. Um, that signing was, and some, and someone asked me on uh, someone asked me uh, yesterday by email. So, do you think that will increase the likelihood uh, because it puts more pressure on China? Let let me. Let me respond carefully to that. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not going to. It's not going to change very much. Here's what's changing things, and why I think there's more likely. I think it's about a fifty percent chance that you will hear um, this evening or tomorrow morning that the White House is an, will announce we're going to delay. The, we're going to delay the chain, the increase in um, uh, tariffs from 10% to 25% while we continue discussions with China. Um, I expect that to happen. Um, there's good news that uh, came from uh, Robert Lighthizer, who is the U.S. trade representative, typically one of the hawks regarding China trade, said, I would be very surprised if the dinner was not a success said there's a positive feeling between the president's quote, I know the president likes President Qi. I believe that is reciprocal. So there will be a good discussion. Nonetheless, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the South China Morning Post reported uh, that uh, Peter Navarro, who's probably the most hawkish vis-a-vis China, uh, will be attending the dinner as well tonight uh, after the official end of the meetings. That was announced uh, late late Thursday uh, and um, and that he will be there along with Lighthizer. So the Hawks will be in the room. There will be uh, vis-a-vis China. There will be, uh, I believe, uh, Treasury Secretary Mnuchin will be there. He is a dove, I think, relative to, oh, well, almost anyone's a dove relative to Navarro. But even relative to Lighthizer, I expect that he will, too, um, be relatively dovish um, on on this point, so what are people looking for, and what what what, um, what what should we expect? Well, let me just play quickly this one clip. This is Bob Michelle uh, from J.P. Morgan um, yesterday discussing the uh, start of the G20 talks. Uh, cut number six. I think
6: success is is just kicking the can down the road and agreeing to meetings over the next three to six months to try and resolve things and de-escalate. Right now, no president is incentive to make things worse. If you're President G, you're seeing your economy slow down. The PMIs this morning confirm that. If you're President Trump, you're seeing our equity markets in chaos.
3: So... So there the belief is that both sides have an incentive not not to increase tariff rates, that things are becoming tremendously difficult for for both countries. I have argued for a while and continue to argue that that china is is having some serious issues., uh, uh, he mentioned PMI, the purchasing purchasing managers index for China slipped in this past
2: week. that's that is, in fact, That is, in fact, the case the world, as I said during the first hour.
3: The U.S. will continue to attract foreign capital because we are still the strongest economy. We will continue to have a trade deficit because we're the strongest economy. We will import. Our imports will rise and our exports will rise will stagnate or perhaps fall through a combination of slowing world markets and a rising dollar which is in no small part caused by the very tariffs that are supposed to be improving the situation. This is part of what we try to teach in principles of economics that I know the president had, I know Peter Navarro had, I don't know the education of I don't know the education of the trade representative but um but my suspicion is that he's had he's had sufficient economics that he also understands the impact of tariffs on the dollar, and using the dollar and using those deficits as being a measure of whether or not your your tariffs work are probably not a great idea. But the reason I dislike the G20 so much, and I dislike these de- these side meetings and side deals, is that. They create the very atmosphere for the kinds of deals that we read about you know not to talk too much about politics, but this this story about about a potential deal of building a piece of real estate from the trump organization in in Moscow and maybe setting up the deal in such a way that you would uh give an apartment to um, the leader of another country to encourage the uh the industrialists of that country to move into that very same building so he had easy access. I, I mentioned the Ukraine thing. I, I, As I said, I lived in Ukraine for a year. The building I lived in was the building in which also lived the the speaker of the Ukrainian parliament. Um, you wouldn't believe the number of Mercedes that parked outside my building. I didn't own a car there. I walked everywhere. They have a pretty decent transportation system public transportation system but these kinds of deals are happening all the time so yesterday on on um on uh, y- yesterday i think this is on cnbc um uh rich helfenbein who is the who is a uh, uh who is a uh, representative of the uh tr- of, of a trade of retail trade concerns He's one head of one of these ex- associations I don't remember the exact name of it it's not it doesn't really matter he's on talking about the exposure of businesses to China and this is and this is what's happening this is the pressure that's going back against the to the president to try to keep the pressure on China play cut number five a uh, excuse me, cut number five please
4: you know, for years in our industry, prices have gone up in China and everybody said, we have to get out, we have to get out. Except the Chinese are, are really good at one thing. They raise their productivity. That's units per operators per day so fast that they're able to stay ahead of what the actual cost really is. Consequently, today, 41% of all apparel, 72% of all footwear, 84% of all accessories, including handbags, comes from China. Between China and Vietnam to the United States, that's 55% of the apparel and footwear market. You take the five countries uh, that supply the United States, that's 70% of the market. So you know what that means? We don't have a place to go. And that's going to be inflationary whether the tariffs hit or not. Obviously, if they do hit, it's going to be worse. But people are trying to vacate right now. You know, many of our member companies are public companies the number number one question from analysts is what's your exposure to china do you have the wrong answer not pretty
3: uh, so so there is a desire to bring tensions down you've got people here's here's a guy that represents the apparel trade and he's and, and handbags and so on and he's quite upset about these these things but but you know, did you hear in that the mention of Vietnam? There is there is an alternative. People are getting up and moving, and, and there's competition happening, which is reducing the price of those goods to the United States. This is Kevin O'Leary, who is a, a strategic investor who owns a number of companies that are in this business. Uh, let's go ahead and play cut 5A, please.
2: Not as big as people think. I want to point something out that I don't think a lot of people have thought about over the last few years. In the last three years, the costs associated with manufacturing in China, and I've got about 37 portfolio companies involved in manufacturing that are domestic manufacturers that buy components from China or used to. The costs of, of buying uh, in China have gone up dramatically. There's tremendous labor inflation and cost inflation. So these companies have been moving to places like Vietnam, the Philippines, Sri Lanka, and they've been doing it over the last three years. I'll give you a good example. This is a very successful company out of Boston that makes greeting cards. This is called Love Pop Cards. These are laser etched in a giant football field facility in Vietnam. They don't do anything in China anymore. Too expensive. They're hand assembled in Vietnam and FedEx to America. There's no tariffs. So in my portfolio of companies, we did a a survey getting ready for twenty-five percent bump. We found that sixty-five percent would be affected in some ways in componentry, but virtually all of them have checked out of China. It's simply too expensive for companies under five hundred million in sales. Nobody's looked at that. That's why I think these Chinese ambassadors or whoever, the team that's sitting down there at the G twenty, are sweating bullets much more difficult in a way that a lot of people aren't thinking about. They really can't afford to keep losing manufacturing out of the U.S. and other countries like Europe the way it's going to Vietnam and other places. I bet you they're going to be more flexible than people think.
3: And that's the hopeful view that, in fact, that in fact, what's ha- what's really causing this is not the pressure that's coming from from uh, uh, Navarro and Lighthizer and Trump. I do, I, I'm sure it has some c- contribution to it. But even in in even without it, before President Trump came into office, people are already leaving for lower-cost facilities. Why? We'll talk about that right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440.
1: This is
2: Michael Medved I'm here with Mike Stahl from Health Markets helping folks find the right Medicare coverage. The news reports say that the rates might be going down.
5: The government projects the cost of Medicare plans will decrease this year. So you have to ask yourself, are you getting the best rate? And Health Markets offers a free service with access to thousands of Medicare plans nationwide to help folks maximize their benefits and save money.
0: What is it people need to keep in mind?
5: Enrollment in the right plan is not automatic. With so many Medicare options, it can be confusing. My advice don't go it alone. Get unbiased help to find a plan that may cost less and cover more with lower co-payments, more choices like dental and vision, and the freedom to choose your doctors. With the enrollment deadline only weeks away, it's important to act
0: now. Our health markets Medicare assistance is free.
2: Thanks, Mike. This is Michael Medved for health
0: markets. For your free Medicare assistance, call 800-741-5592. That's 800-741-5592. 800-741-5592. Hey,
7: what are you listening to over there?
8: Same thing I always listen to, The Fish.
7: They're playing Christmas music now?
8: All season long.
7: It sounds perfect for our Christmas party tonight. Can you email me the link?
8: No, it's easy. Just type in thefishtwincities.com.
1: It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas.
7: Tune in now for Christmas classics and contemporary favorites on thefishtwincities.com. Supported by Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge.
8: Here at the Kingdom Builders, relationships are more important than sales figures. We're not really interested in doing these commercials to pull you in with marketing. We're more interested in having an opportunity to reach out and establish a relationship with you. Matthew, my son-in-law, now works a lot in the office with me, and our goal is really to be great ambassadors for the Lord Jesus. We don't want to put our light under a bushel basket. Yeah, I've just really enjoyed talking with customers and seeing what their problems are and trying to fix those for them, trying to get peace of mind with the issues they're having with their home. We think the business part will come naturally if we have a good, solid relationship with you and establish a level of trust. We've just been immensely blessed with all the people that we've met in the past few years, and we look forward to growing our family of customers. We'd like the opportunity just to look at your roof, your gutters, whatever it might be. For a free and obviously no obligation estimate, find us online at thekingdombuilders.net.
3: Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Doesn't look like the gray is going to go away today, so thank you for spending time with us. i got my heavier clothes on here in the office while I uh, get ready. Uh, it's my first turn uh, this afternoon uh, with some bell ringing for the Salvation Army. Um, please be generous with uh, your gifts at the end of the year. People worry about the uh, impact of the ending for many people of uh, the deductibility of uh, charitable giving. I, I don't. I think, I don't I think it matters to some folks, I think it matters to people that use accountants to do planning of their of their tax exposure, but for the broad broad range of uh, human beings like you and me that fill out our form probably using uh, some kind of tax software and just pay what the thing says at the end, we're more concerned about taking care of the loss and lease than we are about making sure we've reduced our taxes to a minimum. Uh, here 651-289-4477 the number to call 651-289-4477 number to call with questions or comments um you know let me let me say let me say two things about what's hap- happening as we get to this this dinner which will happen in a few hours in uh, in buenos aires between the president's uh trump and chi um First of all, first of all, I think there has been some impact. Okay, so if you take the piece I just, we ju- the two pieces we've just played with uh, Kevin O'Leary and uh, Rick Helfelbein, um looking at the looking at the uh, trade industries, there I talk about the impact that the impact that uh, these things are that that tariffs are already having, and indeed, uh, in the process of answering a different question. Or answering about something else, uh, Brian Westbury was on uh, Fox Business. Um, I believe this was from yesterday, and said something really interesting, which I had not known. In terms of the fact that the tariffs are in fact are in fact already working to some extent, this debate with with China and the United States is getting places already. Uh, Andrew, please play cut number nine. Brian Westbury.
6: Connell, you know, here's an interesting fact, and, and hardly anybody knows it, and I don't know why it's not being reported, but China has already cut tariffs on their side on 1,500 different goods. They've gone from an average tariff rate of 98 in two thousand seventeen to now an average tariff rate of seven point five. Mm-hmm. And I've read statements. I've read statements from some of their economists that they want to go down to about three percent, which would be reciprocity. So would they be are the moving. same tariffs that we have. They are, they, are. they
3: are and so they are they are in fact already moving on tariffs. And and here's the I mean here's the serious issue. And I, I I actually haven't talked about the about the GM plant closing and so on. And I'm not gonna say I don't need to say too much more about it. I am I'm, I'm distressed when I hear people say, Well we shouldn't do business with GM, we should do. it's like oh let's understand what GM's incentives are. Those incentives are in part driven by this new USMCA which actually makes production in Mexico more attractive to them than it did before. Okay? The only the Because now you have this this really crazy requirement that at least some of the jobs, some share, I think it's 40% of the jobs in building automobiles have to pay at least $16 an hour. What have we done? We've raised the cost of producing cars in North America. GM sells about 2.2 million units a year in the United States. Sells 2.8 million units a year in China why wouldn't they build a place in Ch- why wouldn't they build a plant in China to be closer to their markets it's just rational for them to do so and the chinese are in fact making it easier for them but that's that's not all of it we have places in we have a place in missouri uh, a company in missouri hires about 250 people that takes takes really high quality hardwood takes the uh, Puts it out in on, cuts the veneer out of it, so very thin veneer, and takes that veneer, puts it in rolls, puts it on a ship, and sends it to China. The Chinese take that veneer, stick it onto to lower quality wood to make laminate flooring, and put it on a ship coming back. It's an American company using using the Chinese to do something to help lower to to help. Lower their costs and get 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 pieces there. Now you can say, well, those jobs should be the United States. Those those jobs that that put the veneer onto the laminate, those should be U.S. jobs. And I say yes, but it raises the price of flooring. Oh, they should pay more for their houses, really. So your view is that that the va- the importance of I don't know what that be. Maybe another two hundred and fifty. Let's suppose another 250 us workers outweighs the additional cost put into building a house and perhaps and if you raise the price of building a house what have you done to the construction worker why are you valuing one set of workers over another set of workers doesn't really make particular much sense to that and so i can hear you okay before you go to twitter i know who you are before you go to Twitter to give me heck about not not uh, talking about intellectual property, I am upset about intellectual property. Let me play this clip for you. This is clip 5B. This is Kevin O'Leary again saying we need to go to war over intellectual property. I mean, this really matters. Play cut 5B, please.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm there now. I've been watching this dance now for 15 years, and it's affecting me badly. I have so much invested in patents in the U.S., Every time I get a hit retail product in the U.S. and then start shipping it to Europe or Asia, I'm ripped off within 90 days by Chinese manufacturers, sometimes the same factory that I'm contracting to make it in, and I find it on all over Alibaba. I'm sick of it, I'm just tired of it. I want to go to war on IP, and I want to go to war on access to market. If we're not doing it now, when are we going to do it? These guys don't play by the rules. I say, go down there and squeeze Chinese heads and keep squeezing because they're hurting just as much. But I'm done with it. I've been ripped off so much, millions of dollars, and everybody says, oh, that's just the way it is. No, that's not the way it is. Let's fight back. I've had enough of it. Go get them, I say.
3: All right, but the question is, how are you going to go get them? Here's the thing to look for this weekend um here's the thing we should go for this good question Andrew. Andrew asked, asked over the chat is he saying that we the united states should go to war i think what he's saying is he wants he wants trade policy to squeeze chinese heads right okay that's fine but i go back to my story of the company that sent that sends veneer and bring and gets back laminate flooring and we're upset about the, the jobs lost in the in the laminating business. Yes, that's fine. But what you're doing is you're going to war and sacrificing construction workers. Right? If you don't think those are connected, I invite you back to my economics class. If you raise the price of the inputs to X, less X is going to get produced and purchased in the marketplace. There will be fewer there'll be fewer homes of high quality produced and thus fewer workers whose the demand for their labor is derived from the demand for the houses that they produce. You can't have it both ways. right? You're making a choice about which workers you want to protect and which workers you're going to let go hang. So Andrew's question is excellent insofar as he says, well, does he want to... He says, is he saying that his corporate associates should go to war? No, in fact, what you're doing is you're making war on one set of U.S. workers to help another set of U.S. workers. Without a clear explanation of why that should be policy. Are are the Chinese ripping off IP? Absolutely. Absolutely. Please tell me the strategy that goes from from messing with us workers to fixing the ip problem okay we fight wars when we know what the benefit will be and we say that the benefit is worth it all right but we also we also identify those people who go to war and we thank them for their service nobody's thanking them here nobody is nobody's thanking the the construction workers nobody's thanking the farmers for taking the hit from soybean tariffs okay Yes, we sh- we slept them over 12 billion dollars supposedly of of money, one-time money in terms of in terms of crop price supports. Okay? Not much of that has actually been paid out because they made it too hard to get the money out. That's a story I don't have time for. But it's it it's a it, that that turned out to be a whole lot of show and not a whole lot of dough. But that is um that that is happening. Again, I am not arguing that there's no IP theft from China. I know there are people that say, well, IP theft, that's that's somebody else's problem. That's not my problem. But the lack of an explicit strategy of saying, okay, if you think IP theft has not been reduced, like Mr. O'Leary does, then I would say the next thing should be, unless there's a statement explicitly about IP protection, in the statement that comes out of tonight's dinner then that meeting failed even if it means that they've kicked the can for six more months there should be recognition in the letter that ip theft is happening and it's real and it's it's real and that this this is not going to end until that's if that's what your argument is and that's your best argument for the tariffs then your letter had your communique that comes out of your dinner, had better say it. Otherwise, I think this is just a whole bunch of gamesmanship to try to help out help out some cronies at the expense of other cronies. Back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440.
0: Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley.
9: So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss, you've seen ads from the national chains, you've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune, but there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. Go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what their hair transplant specialists are doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free. Their doctors have given patients in Hollywood and worldwide a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. You'll see a more confident reflection. Of yourself. In fact, they guarantee your results in writing, and their prices are some of the best in the business, as low as $3 per graft. So stop searching and go to INeedMoreHair.com. You have nothing to lose. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. INeedMoreHair.com. Experience you can trust. Prices you can afford. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at INeedMoreHair.com.
8: If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For
1: your free quote, call 800-452-6990. That's 800-452-6990. 800-452-6990. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price
8: could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states.
4: Hey, honey, is this your course schedule for the fall? Yep.
9: Ah, let me see here. English, good. Chemistry, trigonometry, excellent. World history, Oh, I love world history. Baseball? Wait, baseball? Baseball isn't a course, honey. Well, sure
7: it is, Mom. High school sports are about so much more than winning and losing. They teach lessons that can't be taught in a classroom, like accountability and self-discipline, the value of teamwork. I may not be earning a grade, but I'm learning how to compete later in life. Isn't that what getting a
2: good education is all about?
7: Yes, of course it is.
2: I was just testing you. (laughs) What can teenagers here in Minnesota learn from participating in high school sports? Plenty, as it turns out. That's why they're called education-based athletics. High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association.
3: Welcome back. Last segment of the King Daniel Show today. Business 1440. TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com You can listen to the podcast, of this show, and, and all our shows going back a long, long way. I don't think I've ever gotten to the back end of that to see when they started, but there, there's a lot of them in there. Uh, TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com Thanks for listening today. Uh, so, I am... I I think you have to sort of decide, and this is the value of what President Trump has done. I have lots of issues with what's happened. I, I I think I think he's used the wrong tool to deal with a very real problem. Right, there is a real problem in in Chinese and intellectual property theft. Okay, I'm reading uh, reading from the South China Morning Post. Um, a post from uh, about, oh, I guess this is going to be about an hour ago, uh, covering President Xi's speech at the G20. Um, the spirit and rules of the WTO uh, run counter to unilateral protectors. Oh, this. I'm sorry. This is actually this is actually the communiqué that they've they've released uh, from the G20. The spirit and rules of the
2: measures stand by their commitments undertaken in the WTO.
3: Yeah, that's, that's fine, but my, my, my problem is that, that, you know, we have not acted, or I should say we have not acted as if to respond to people who violate that except by violating it ourselves. That's, that's true. And I will say the most egregious part to me of, of the Trump administration's trade policy is actually not the tariffs at all. It came it, ca- it came when we in fact had we had placed sanctions on on China on a Chinese company um, that that uh, had stolen secrets from us, uh, called ZTE. Do you remember this? This is about six months ago. Okay. Um, th- so this is a tweet from May 13th of this year. President Xi of China and I are working together to give massive Chinese phone company ZTE a way to get back into business fast. Too many jobs in China lost. Commerce Department has been instructed to get it done. Okay. Will, gr- but why did they suspend? Why did the Commerce Department suspend ZTE? Why did they stop them from purchasing, purchasing components from the United States? It was because of theft. It was because of selling those parts that were banned to be sold to countries like Iran and North Korea, but they did so anyway. They acted against our interest, and then in the moment where we, where, where we tightened on them and actually were doing something that's specific to a country, company that was stealing stuff from us, he backs off in response to a phone call. So how seriously is he going to be taken this evening when he says, you guys got going to stop by P-theft? They'll sign a statement saying, yeah, sure, that's fine. But then they'll turn around and, and make a phone call where Chi where says, oh, by the way, this one company, ZTE, uh, you, you need to let them off the hook. Oh, okay, okay, Chi, I, I, I'm cool with that. And off they go. That simply is not going to work. So read the statement tonight. Read it carefully. And my view is, if it's silent on on IP theft, then President Trump did not bring back that which he had promised us in dealing with China. That's that's what I want to see. And if it is there, I'll give him absolute credit for this. I'm a skeptic on on the Trump trade policy, but but if that's in there i'm willing uh, that's 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 how you could say okay king you were wrong about that he actually did what you what what you wanted him to do that's true um so we'll we'll probably wait for next week to talk about brexit i expect a lot of things to happen um they've of course signed the deal last weekend uh um and and have signed off the various countries have to do it the big vote is next week of course also next week is job saturday so we'll have the december jobs report my guess is we'll be at about 190 for that number on friday and that will that will be fun to deal with but uh but uh, we'll be back here on saturday to talk about that and everything else andrew thank you so much for your work today and and great question about about corporate war versus versus actual war, and and we'll be back. Uh, we'll be talking more about that in you know, a little bit later here on the King Banyan Show on Business fourteen forty.
7: the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts Wow11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's wow 11 one to 88988. Giving your
0: computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service.
6: This is Dave Ramsey the Dave Ramsey Show, heard weekdays at 5, home on business 1440 KY.